The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Maxi. Uh, and we have a guest with us this week. Uh, uh, try to introduce yourself. Uh, hello, I'm Sky. I fell out of the TV and now you two have to deal with me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I hope I didn't like misplace any important necklaces. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. We got well, another one just like it back in the shop anyway. Yeah. Uh, as f- um, why don't we just like start off by like talking about, uh, what games we've been playing the past month. Uh, Sky, you're the guest. Why don't you go first? All right. So for the past month, uh, mostly been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Master yeah, uh, I've heard about that. Uh, I've seen some people streaming it. It's uh, It looks interesting. It's good. I would honestly say it is the only way to play Yu-Gi-Oh! at this point. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a way to play the game without having to spend hundreds of dollars on all the cards. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also uh uh fan programs like uh EDO Pro, uh Oh yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. I, I guess I mean like of the official options it's mm-hmm. what I'd recommend. Yeah. Uh besides that I just picked up Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Oh fuck yeah, that game rolls. It sure does. Um, uh, I have been playing two games, and I think they're the same games I've been playing since last recording. Uh, they're Final Fantasy XIV and Cook Serve Delicious. Uh, both games that very heavily put emphasis on using a keyboard, so that's, that's interesting. Both uh, games about cooking, from what I understand. Also very cooking-focused, uh... I did end up becoming a culinarian. I spent a whole day just power leveling, power leveling culinarian, and that was interest. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I uh, let's see. I'm in. I'm like a little. I'm making my way through Stormblood. I just did like one of the first big uh, trials. I did it with some friends since like they were saying like. I have friends who are who have been playing the game for much longer than me and they're they're they've been telling me to just please uh when I get to uh the big trial uh to let them play with me. And I did and it was a lot of fun. Uh there's a really cool section that 
you don't have to be a tank to do, but is the most tank-ass thing I've ever seen in this game so far. Uh, I won't elaborate further because I don't want to spoil the surprise. Uh, as far as Cook, Serve, Delicious goes, I, I've advanced further than I ever have in the past. I'm now a three-star restaurant. Uh, I got to experience the dating game aspect, which is very silly because what happens is they get like an email from a potential romantic partner. Uh, they tell you what their favorite food is and they ask to go on a date at your restaurant. So when you play the next day of the game, uh, you have like a special customer you have to make sure you get the order right for. And later on, they'll like text you and you have to like fill out, you have to like respond to their texts. Uh, and it's a little infuriating because it always takes just long enough that one of my, one of my things I'm doing expires. Uh, but it's, but it is a very funny concept. Oh, that reminds uh, me. There is another game I've been playing, which is Cats for the GBA. There's, like, with a yep. Z? It, it's a game oh. where you raise a cat, and every Sunday, if you haven't been raising it good enough, a girl shows up and takes it from you. That's incredible. <laughs> is that in real time, or game time? Uh, game time. Right, right. <laughs> That's incredible. But yeah, kind of the opposite concept of uh, what you were describing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Maxi, what have you been playing? Uh, I forget if I mentioned it on the last recording, but I picked up uh, Atelier Aisha. Uh, played a bit more of that. Uh, also, recently, a friend turned me on to this game, Brutal Orchestra. Uh-huh. It's, um... It's difficult to describe. It is a sort of strategy RPG with light horror themes. Um, I describe it... It's got a similar vibe to Binding of Isaac, but, like... Like, a little bit more mature about it. (laughs) Like, there's actual themes and thoughts and not... Okay, in this one, in this expansion, we're gonna put in even more types of poop and blood. Right. Um, so I've been enjoying that a lot. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is really my thing, but then, uh, like I said, I saw this friend talking a lot about it, and I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'll give it a shot, and I'm really glad I did. Alright, yeah. I'm looking at this. This is, this is something alright. Holy shit. Yeah, no, it, it, it has a very specific kind of vibe, uh, but honestly, like, the combat and the soundtrack are both fantastic. Like, mechanically, it has this uh, one gimmick about, like, earning and using uh, different types of pigment. Um, and making sure you don't gain too much, because if you do, that'll damage you. And it creates a lot of fun strategies and a lot of fun challenges. Hmm. Uh, Alright, let's get into this uh, movie. Uh, as far as... So... Uh, this appears to be an OVA film. It is, to my knowledge, one of the first, uh, video game movies ever. Uh, Sky was filling in, me in before recording that this and one very specific other game, uh, game movie is, it's probably the oldest, uh, 
So we've got that, and what Sky told me about was Running Boy Star Soldier no Himitsu, which is based on the shmup Star Soldier, uh, and released on the same day. But anyways, uh, I, let's see, it was, it looks like the uh, studio that made uh, this, this film was Grouper. Uh, let me see if I can find anything else they did. Let's see, studio. Uh, Grouper Productions, okay. Uh, what did they do? Uh, hmm, oh, okay, they, uh, they, they've got some, uh, I'm trying to find, let's see, Ike Inachu, Inachu Takuvu, uh, let's see, looks like it's mostly OVAs, there's one about Karopi, uh, Oh yeah, I did see a Sanrio tag. I think maybe they were involved with this too. Yeah, yeah, this is... Yeah, it looks like there's a couple different ones using what look like uh, Sanrio characters. Uh, That would explain. There is a Sanrio sign somewhere in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It shows up early on during, like... There's kind of two credit sequences. It's weird. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, there's... What else is there? Uh, that's all I really know about the background. Uh, Sky, do you know anything? Because I know you were telling me about this before recording, so if you have anything to say, I'd be very interested. I uh, don't really know anything about this studio, but I'm sure there are nice group of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... We open with Mario playing video games. Uh, he's he's totally gaming right here. Can't you see he's gaming right now? This is but, such a weird ass video game. Mm-hmm. It's just it, like a baseball boy smacking a bunch of falling objects. Yeah, it feels like the objects are supposed to be vaguely themed to like homework and desks and stuff like that so i'm wondering if it's like someone described mother one to them over the over the phone mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh luigi like comes comes over to tell him to go to bed but he's too busy gaming mm-hmm. uh but while he's gaming, suddenly, uh, it cuts to Princess Peach. Uh, she's being chased by monsters and uh, begging Mario to help. Uh, she like, and then she jumps out of the TV alongside a bunch of Mario enemies. Yeah, so I do want to mention, when you say a bunch of Mario enemies, because this is just based on Mario 1, it's more like a lot of the same three guys. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. Uh, uh, there's, like, a big cloud of smoke, and she she calls... She calls him, like, a knight, uh, and, like, he's very confused, but very... very concerned. Uh, then... King Koopa comes out of the TV. Uh, he's really big and scary. Uh, and he easily defeats Mario. Uh, this is like 
this scene has very uh Popeye vibes to me. And like there's a honestly a lot of this movie feels like you stretched out one of those old Popeye cartoons to about an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very Popeye, I I gotta say. Yeah. Like, especially in, like, the art style. I could definitely see that uh, with this scene in particular of uh, King Koopa climbing out of the TV. Like, the way his arms stretch to be, like, giant size. and Yeah, very interesting animation in this movie. When it has it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh... So... Uh, he, like, picks up Peach and takes her away. Uh, they go back in the TV and, uh, Mario gets a game over screen. Uh, 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 Mario really needs to save her, but for now, it's time to go to bed. So, (laughs) we cut to the next day and we see that they, uh, oh, we get our opening credits, uh, the opening credits, there's, like, honestly, this really pleasant, um, sequence with, like, these, uh, detailed drawings for the title cards. hmm yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them now. I do really like this, like, kind of storybook, like, pseudo-woodblock art on these title cards, but it absolutely does not go with the song they're playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like I'm a crazy rock and roller or something. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I, there's like, like a couple different sections in this where they play like uh, some some song or another. It's always like some love song or or other. This one's like one of the main ones. Yeah, um, when Maxi said this feels like something else stretched out, there are like. Three different walking montages in this. There's so many walking montages. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. They're they're always during like travel montages. Uh, it's they like the walking ones all reuse the same animations. Mm-hmm. It's really it. It's very strange because I feel like this movie tends to go very fast paced, which makes sense. It's like an hour long, but, uh, it's, I, I guess they needed to figure out some way to transition to the next scene. Uh, but, uh, uh, speaking of transitions to the next scene, uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie is that we come back at the Mario Brothers grocery store. Yeah, what is this, what is this, like, general store they have? What I want to know is where is it? Uh, it appears to be in some kind of, like, desert town. It's definitely Mm. not New York, and I don't, it's clearly not the Mushroom Kingdom because of the lore we get. Uh, the lore, so, like, the setting of this is really weird, because... Mm. The world that the Mario Brothers are in does not resemble the real modern world. It has a storybook vibe to it. But also, they're in a distinctly different world than the Mario Kingdom and Bowser and his people and whatever. But also, also, 
when Luigi sees the pendant that Mario has, he recognizes it as a mystical gem from Toad Legend, and it's like, bro, you don't know who those are. What are you fucking talking about? Uh, my best guess is that this is just a different part of the same world. Like, this isn't some alternate dimension or something. They, It's just like a continent away or something. My take okay, is... Okay, I, I guess that could track. I think it's, like, just... The reason it's so weird is just that it's a cartoon version of America made by uh, some Japanese people who haven't been there. And the legend is just about, like, it opens... This necklace opens a portal or something. Because it kind of yeah. does. We'll get there. Uh, hey... Was this pendant, like, a big part of the Mario series Bible back in the day? Because the thing I thought about was, oh, this is, like, exactly what happens in the live-action Super Mario Brothers movie. They they get the princess's pendant, and it leads them to the Mushroom Kingdom through, like, a teleporter. Oh, God, I didn't even yes, think uh, of that. Maybe. Like, yeah, like, there is, like... they They had... Three paragraphs to work off, and that is the uh, the info page on the instruction manual of the game. Uh, it's it like I know some versions of it talk about Princess Peach having a special brooch uh, that uses magic. Uh, I they even like reference oh everyone got turned into uh, blocks and bricks. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, it's very fascinating. I, I know, I, like, we've talked about how the Super Mario Brothers movie didn't have a lot to go off of. This has even less, so it just has to work with whatever it can. It's very you know what else is, you know what else is fucked up is that, uh, this is before they standardized Green Luigi. So Luigi in yes. this movie is, uh, Blue and yellow. Between yeah. that and the fact that he has a pretty different personality to modern Luigi, I just prefer to think of grocery store Luigi as his own guy. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I am. Where are we at on Luigi's characterization in this movie? Because, like, his thing is. He's, like, a little more practically minded than Mario, but he's also, like,. A bit money grubbing, not enough to be mm-hmm. unheroic per se, but like it's definitely he is along for this ride because he wants to strike it rich. So yeah, I, I'll I'll let you go first. Sorry, my description of Luigi in this is nice Wario. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I I will say uh, between the scene of him like telling Mario to. To get some sleep, and, uh, we get the implication that he's running the store, so I I feel like that, uh, it's basically the opposite version of the live-action movie dynamic, where I think he's, you know, money-grubbing because he needs that money to raise his little brother. Mm Mm-hmm. And to run their little family business. That makes sense. It, it does seem like Mario is a much more of a romantic, both in the love sense of the wor- word and just the adventure sense of the word. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, 
while while they're at this very general store sort of place, uh, uh, Mario's so busy thinking about uh, Princess Peach and how much danger she must be in that uh, he gets like this lady's order wrong. This lady does look like a Popeye background character. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, she looks way more like a Popeye character than she looks like uh, any other character from this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Luigi, like, pulls out the book, uh, shows that the, uh, mis- mystery of the necklace is, like, this legendary, uh, toad artifact. He, like, reads about it, uh, it talks about how the Mushroom Kingdom is full of riches, uh, Mario, like, tries to call, uh, General Directory to figure out how to get there. Uh, they hung up. And then this little dog shows well, hold up. hold on, I do want to mention... I... Because they don't okay, just yes, hang up. They say, oh, we'll send someone over, and then the dog shows oh. up. Right, Which, right. again, I... what world is this? Where, Where's the dog? I fucking hate this bug dog so much. Why is this in the movie? He's, he's Kibidongo. He's I a dog ha- made of circles. Fuck Kibidongo. He's a weird little freak, and I hate him. I kinda like uh, it. Whose idea was this? I, I don't know. They... His whole role in the film is just very strange. Uh, he looks com- much like that old lady from before. He looks nothing like anyone else in this. Uh, yeah, he looks I- like he's from another specific cartoon. I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah. He definitely looks like, uh, like maybe the studio, like, had some, like, ideas and, like, drew some sketches for potential characters and this was one of them. And they just reused the the design for this, uh, and uh, so Kibidago grabs like the brooch and uh, uh, takes it away. So Mario goes after it. Uh, Luigi like grabs some supplies and follows after. Uh, uh and uh, they start like running around, they're playing the music again. Uh, they go down this construction pipe. Like, it, they're, like, running past it, and they're, it goes down one, and then all the other pipes disappear, so there's just the one to go down. Uh, uh, and they end up somewhere dark. Uh, the light, a door opens up, it's an old man in a cave. A cave with, like, uh, meteorites in it for some reason? I don't know what's up with those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, he exposits at them for a while. I do want to mention uh, this shy of them uh, just slumped together in the dark room with the little circle. Like, like they have a spotlight on them. A little reminiscent of Undertale. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, this is, this is, uh, male Toriel. <laughs> God. This guy looks like a rejected design for a Moomin character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This wizard made of hair. It's very interesting to look at. I am looking at it, and the eyebrows 
just go straight into the robe. That's and his hands are. Yeah, his hands also have the hair on it. He's just made a hair. It's very interesting. Uh, Mario and Luigi are singing, and Mario remembers that Peach is missing and becomes so sad that he turns into a vaquero. Uh, uh, <laughs> so. He, he does just do the Yosemite Sam thing where he's, like, mm-hmm. banging his guns angrily. And mm-hmm. it's like. He does just stay in that outfit for, like, the rest of the scene, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just... Weird. Weird that weird that it sticks around like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, when the old guy is explaining what the situation is, we get our first look at this movie's toads. Yeah. Uh, they... They're kind... They just kind, kind of look like anime girls. <laughs> Or actually, not those toads. Uh, the one, the first ones we see look kind of like toads. The toads we see in usual stuff, but later on we see toads that just—they're very. I guess the only way I can describe it is like more conventionally attractive. It's yeah, very... they got—they got like shoujo eyes. A yeah, bit. yeah. Between like the shoujo eyes and the pale like pinkish bluish skin i kind of get the vibe that they're classical like fey of the woods but i have no idea if that's what they were actually going for i mean it would make sense they got the mushroom thing going on yeah they're they they definitely have like a role they're serving uh so the old man explains that uh bowser's kidnapped peach he wants to marry her uh he's going uh, he's, uh, turned everyone into, into stuff that's in the levels. Uh, and, let's see, I'm trying to figure out, I miss, I feel like I've missed something important here. Oh, yes, yes, they have to collect three magical artifacts, mm-hmm. uh, power-ups to be specific. Mushroom, fire flower, star. Uh, and also they get to keep whatever gold they find. Which Luigi is thrilled about. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's a few things I want to talk about with this. I, uh-huh. As you've mentioned, uh, a lot of, if not all of the gold coins in this movie turn out to be, uh, like, cursed toads that turn back when they find them. Was this him trying to trick Luigi into helping them? Or does he not realize that? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if he be, cares. Could go either way. Uh, I I think here's the thing: these coins are just erupting from all over the place. So I think some of them are real. Maybe it's unclear. Yeah, like later later on, we see like maybe the coins aren't real either, or they have some property that means he can't actually keep them. Uh. So, the other thing I want to mention is that by uh, assigning, like, the three power-ups of the game this status as, like, the three legendary items you need to collect, 
it retroactively makes the game feel like one of those weird licensed games where they didn't know what to make the collectibles. <laughs> so, like that Berserk game where you're just getting fistfuls of bayonets every level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, collect uh, boxes of lasagna or donuts or whatever. Exactly. Uh, uh, so, uh, they set off on the uh, first travel montage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they at one point they go into like a little city and Luigi gets some coins at a casino. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some signs for like the various groups that are funding this. Uh, and then we uh come across these. Uh, Goombas spying on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've made camp for the night, and Luigi is complaining that he's he's so hungry. He needs something to eat. Uh, you mm-hmm. would think that you would think that the guy who owns a grocery store could have packed some dry goods before they set out on this adventure. Yeah, especially because it seems like he did pack something. He's carrying this big backpack with a shovel, but I don't think he pulls anything out of it ever. I think he only uses I mean, I, the shovel. He he mostly just uses the backpack to put more gold in. Yeah. Gotta, gotta put more gold in there. Uh, more. They need more room for gold. Uh... Let's see. So, uh, at one point, so he's like so hungry. He's like trying to grab the food that Mario is dreaming about. Uh, he imagines Kiwi Dongo as like some sort of fried dish. Uh, and then these, these little Goombas show up. Uh, the Goombas are like just this, uh, threat throughout the film. They just like are there to like trick trick the Mario Brothers and, like, lead them into traps. Yeah, I really uh, like these guys, honestly. They're they're a fun little side character. Uh, little pair of side characters. Uh, they they say they know a place where Luigi can get plenty of mushrooms to eat. So, he runs off to get them. Uh, and... Uh, soon after, Mario follows after, and, uh, it turns out these are shrooms that give you emotions depending on what you eat. We can never make fun of Newgrounds again, because mm-hmm. this movie has made it canon that Luigi, if not Mario, then Luigi gets high as fuck. He's doing so many strains of shrooms. Uh, and Ma- Mario's reaction to this is, Okay, I'll just mix uppers and downers, and that'll level him out. And no, 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 Mario. We've all made that mistake, but that only makes things worse. So really, really, this is an entertainment cartoon. What's the anger mushroom? Caffeine. Uh, that's that's what we in the business call a lateral. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah. Also, fuck, I forgot what's it? Oh, yes. Mario's gonna give Luigi Quill. Uh, and, uh, naturally this doesn't work. He's just switching throughout all the different moods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario gets, like, snatched up by a paratroopa. 
Uh, yeah, they like and, really uh, emphasize its turtle beak to try and be like, look, it's a bird. Mm-hmm. It, its children are like actual birds too, which is like fucked. <laughs> Absolutely. I I don't even know like how any of this is working. Mm-hmm. They both come out of eggs. They're basically the same animal. It's it's like a Pokemon evolution. Uh, uh, so Mario feeds them the shrooms so they don't eat him. Uh, and then the paratrooper comes by with Luigi and Kibidongo. Uh, Mario is able to trick the baby br- birds by pretending to take a bite out of Luigi and saying he's rotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he's able to trick the a- mom by getting the kids to want, uh, the real world food Steak they were asking about like before. Hamburger, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we get a little bit where, like, Luigi, like, uh, just storms off in anger, but only re- realizes that they're, like, on this cliff. It's just, like, this big spire with little bits of cliff on it. Yeah, uh, it it's full Looney Tunes. Like, he walks off on, into thin air and then, like, runs mm-hmm. back onto the nest. Um, yeah. And also, Mario realizes that further up this weird, like, cone mountain, uh, the power-up mushroom is frozen in a block of ice. Yeah. Uh, Mario climbs up it. Uh, he, uh, they, uh, end up, he's like, he's trying not to fall off, uh, uh, I believe, like, he grabs onto the ledge and the ledge breaks off. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, they end up falling down, uh, there's Luigi like this, Lu- there's yeah. this geyser of coins that Luigi catches, but then they spill out of his hat. There is mm-hmm. a gag I like where the baby birds try to save them, can't really do it, and then just say, you guys are hopeless, and leave the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna go eat some hamburger steak, uh... Uh, so, uh, so when they land, uh, they're, like, in, like, a pile of mushrooms, and the mushrooms turn into a bunch of toads. Uh, uh see, I thought it was the coins that were turning into the toads. Yeah, oh, I'm maybe looking it at coins. it right now, because I didn't take notes, and, uh, yeah, it's the coins, and I don't know if this is supposed to be the same pile of mushrooms they started in, because it looks different. But it's the same spot? Mm-hmm. I mean, also, you know, it's daytime now instead of, uh, evening. Yeah. Um, yeah. hey, this ta- this one tall toad lady. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a milf. <laughs> kind of a milf. Uh, hit reblog. Uh, she, like, thanks them. Uh, uh, they have the mushroom now. Uh, so they set off Another travel montage. A lot of uh, these. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of just, uh, musical numbers that mm-hmm. are just kind of in there. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics here do talk, actually start talking about Princess Peach. Uh, but, like, they pass by, like, they have to deal with, like, some bullet bills, some Koopas, uh, there's one really big Koopa, 
but Mario Mario just turns big like the milk ad. Uh uh so now we know Mario can become big because he's got the mushroom. This perspective yep. shot of big Mario sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, his his head is much more disproportionate. Or his head is the size of a normal human head, which is to say much smaller than Mario's normal head. It's very weird. Uh I'm just looking at this. <laughs> Shot of Big Mario. It's so much. Uh, 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 but they eventually end up at a crossroads. Uh, and those little Goombas show up again. They're trying to figure out a way to go, to go to, uh, to get to their destination. And, uh, they say there's a lot of courses. There's the ice course. There's, uh, the, uh, there's the lava course, uh, uh, w- and one of them is the flower garden course, full of beautiful smelling flowers, so, which Mario gets very excited about. A few things I want to mention here. They do come out of a big shoe, like in Mario 3, and I wonder if that yes. means anything. I don't think so. It's normal. <laughs> uh, uh, they're always doing this, uh. But so the other thing I want to mention is that, like, people joke about, you know, this being the first sword art online or whatever, but, like, looking at this and the live-action Mario movie, it seems like they both had the broad idea of, like, it should be like Wizard of Oz. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's specifically because they're about to go into the poppy fields, like, straight up. You know what? Yeah. I had not considered that, but you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're so amazed by these beautiful smelling weird flowers. I, I guess they're flowers, but no. I don't know how to describe what the uh, flower form of this looks like. It's got like this weird budding, uh, there's spots on it. Uh, it's very strange, but in reality, they're all piranha plants. Uh, so, like, they have to get away from it. Mario has to shake some pepper into one of them so it sneezes. Uh, they're getting chased by this big, like, tangle of them. Uh, they get away, and then it just, like, sort of collapses, like, it it just, it's, it basically... It's just, like what it's like in an old game when like you get out of the castle and it starts like crumbling into the into the bottom of the screen. So I show the think M1. the implication is that they were running around in just such a way that they tricked them into tying themselves into a knot, but they like just mm-hmm. barely like they do not really show that. Yeah. Can I can I ask a question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did Mario have pepper? It's not, we're not playing fucking burger time here, alright? <laughs> it's god modding, is what it is. Yeah, you he you think Luigi would have pepper in his backpack from the grocery store. <laughs> and then once they get out of the garden, they meet the gardener. 
Yep, who's a Lakitu. Uh, he, like, throws little spinies at them, uh, and is, like, complaining about them ruining his garden. Uh, he, like, he, like, pulls some switches on his little cloud, and we see that he can, like, summon rain and thunder and all sorts of weather effects. Uh, uh, and then the little spiny balls grow into spinies, the enemy. Uh, I am completely entranced by the way that their spines, like, pulsate and, like, go in and out of their shells. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. I love how they, like, sort of, like, crawl, uh... I'm just still stuck on but, the idea that he grows them like seeds, but they're still just turtles. They aren't like plant turtles or anything. Yeah. It's... That's just what they do. Uh, I did also find out, I think this is just a normal thing, but they are called Jugamopipos, or... Or the Lakitu is called Jugamu and the uh, Spinies are called Pipus. Uh, but they are able to escape thanks to uh, a sudden uh, big vine that grows out of the ground, like in the video game. Like in the video uh, game. This is another example. I, I forget if it's come up before on this show. But uh, sometimes you don't need to adapt everything from the video game directly, you know? You can... Mm-hmm. You can chill out a little bit here. Yeah, and also, like, even then, if they stuck a little closer to the video game, then it would be like, oh, they tried hitting the block because they're, like, at at least then it's like something happened because they tried something and not just a beanstalk appeared under his foot. Mm -hmm. Things just sort of happen. Yeah, things Uh, just sort of happen in this movie. So, uh, Mario is able to get, like, the cloud from the Lakitu and get away. Uh, they, like, he, like, tries to mess around with the weather effects so they, like, go away, the spinies go away. Yeah, basically, Uh, like, Lakitu used summer sun to wake them up from hibernation, so mm -hmm. snow puts them back to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and... Then the spinies turn into a big field of regular flowers, uh, and they get the flower power up, uh, from a, from a toad. Uh, uh, the little Goombas spy this, uh, the toad gives Mario a kiss, uh, and we get another travel montage. I love these. They're... I love seeing this walk cycle. Uh, <laughs> like, this is where I started, like, actually getting a little mad about it. This has me thinking about the people who paid, like, hundreds of dollars to find this VHS, and how that's, like, the closest thing to a real version of that Patchy the Pirate joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a bunch of cheap walk cycles. Uh, I will say there's one part in this sequence that sticks out to me, and, uh... Oh, yes. It, it's when Mario and Luigi jump into the blocks, 
Um, first, Luigi jumps into a coin block, and I mostly noted. I mostly noticed that because like this proves that he's hitting it with his fist. Thing has never been true. Wait, really? I, I missed that. Yeah, no, he he hits the block with his head. That sucks. Um, and then Mario hits a block, and what appears to be, like, actual product placement happens? Yeah, yes. so I can tell you a little he's, more he's like, about oh, that. like, oh, Mario Ramen! I love Mario Ramen. Yeah, please do. So, yeah, this was uh, part of a larger promotion where uh, a ramen company made... Uh, Mario, ramen, curry rice, and I think something else. And in addition to being mentioned in this movie, they released, uh, Katakita Mario Bros, which is a re-release of the arcade Mario Bros with, uh, a few, like, quality of life features. The sprites are a little cleaned up. And also they added a bunch of advertisements for Mario Ramen. Later, there's an advertisement for uh, Mario rice seasoning as well. Yes. I, I love Mario rice seasoning. I put it on every meal. Uh, as long as that meal has rice in it, <laughs> one presumes. I, I, yeah, I guess you can put furikake on whatever you want. There's no there's no law against it. Mm. Uh, I, uh, so... Uh, they continue in their travels, uh, and eventually they end up at, like, a trail of coins leading into a cave. Uh, this is, like, how you trick an animal. <laughs> listen, I mean, listen, they're both very stupid boys. Mm-hmm. I, listen, if, if I saw a trail of candy, I'm just gonna... I want that free candy. It's, it, it works it is, every time. It is just the bit from E.T. where they do that, but, like, mm-hmm. weaponized for evil. Yes. Thinking of that post uh, that describes uh, a monkey that was able to escape its enclosure by uh, turning a tree into, like, a makeshift pole vault, but then got lured back in with a trail of peanuts. <laughs> That's these guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, this flawless plan goes off without a hitch, and Mario and Luigi end up in a cave full of coins, but it gets, they get locked inside. Uh, they're, they're in, like, a little gold mine, and the Koopas are, like, the Goombas are, like, mocking them from, like, the other side of, like, a set of bars, uh, and they've got this big hammer bro guarding them, uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, so, we then cut to Peach and Bowser. Uh, I, I do love the stuff with Peach and Bowser. Uh, Peach hates being here. She, she wants to be rescued by Mario, but Bowser is just so very, very in love with her. And I, this is something that's just throughout the rest of Mario canon. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I, I like the line where Peach says, if you really loved me, you wouldn't put me through this endless suffering. Because uh, that's just what straight women say about their boyfriends on Twitter. <laughs> God. Right. So, yeah, that's something I want to mention, is that in addition to more or less being, like, how Bowser is portrayed in, like, you know, the sports games or whenever he's with Junior, where it's like, oh, he's nice even though he kidnaps the princess, like, this is also the closest we get to his modern design for a while, because, like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't look like this in the games, he doesn't look like this in 3 or Worlds. Now- no, he he looks kind of like this in three. I, well, I'm look, mostly uh, thinking I about think he like looks the like that in world for sure. Because in world he's definitely like all green instead of the specific. No, no, we hang no, on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, yeah. I mean, the colors are a little off, but I assume that's just because of the limits uh, in the palette or whatever. But but like. You're right. Uh, like in Mario Three, he's got like the orange hair. Uh, uh, and uh, let me see what he looks like in World. I think. Okay, yeah, World okay. also has the orange hair. It, it's his arms that are fucked up in World. That's what I was. Oh thinking yeah, of, yeah. He's got green arms. Uh, yeah. This this is very interesting because we don't. We don't really see any in-game art of Bowser like this until Mario 64, maybe. And that's just strictly speaking in terms of colors. Uh, yeah, and, like, he's kind of got the colors in Mario Bros. NES, but he doesn't have the hair yet. Like, Wait, hang on. I just got a real quick look up Super Mario RPG Bowser, because I think he looks like that. Yeah. Yeah, Mario RPG Bowser is, like, the first time he looks like this. And even then, I think that came out around the same time as Mario 64. Yeah, it's a lot closer to Mario 64 than it is to this, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I think he looks like this in promotional art, but nothing in game. Well, my point is, this is, like... In a lot of ways, very faithful to how Bowser would be betrayed all the way up until now. But he's also a shapeshifter, and they keep saying shit like he's a sorcerer king. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, that that's still canon. Uh, I think. Well, about think. that song he where does... he doesn't know how to read, though. That's true. You don't I... listen. Readings for wizards. I. Fuck D&D, but, like, the the dichotomy between wizard as, like, a book nerd and sorcerer as, oh, I just do the spell, that was genius. D- yeah. D&D, D&D did a good job with that one. Yeah, I also want to mention it for this, I want to say it was Mario Party 1 or 2 that references him as the king of all magic. And I wish we got this angle more, especially because he has that little, like, wizard henchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come back. Uh, that is interesting. Uh, the, well, I, in two different timelines, there's one where Bowser Specked is a fighter and one where Bowser Specked is a wizard. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Uh,. So, uh, 
So he's he's being very he's being very affectionate towards Peach. Uh, she like tricks him to like turn into stuff for him, like shape shift into different forms. Uh, and uh, one of them is a teddy bear, uh, which he then locks inside a little box. But then he just shapeshifts out of the box, so... Yeah. He, he just becomes big again. Uh, so, uh... Uh, Mario is in jail, and he's thinking about Peach. He dreams of dancing with her. You get a little dancing sequence. Uh, but... While he's been doing that, Luigi's been digging... I love uh, that Luigi just interrupts his dream sequence by tunneling into it. I I always yeah. love that kind of gag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so they like jump into the little they they after like it takes some time to get Mario to realize what he's doing, but eventually they get into the tunnel and are able to escape. But they got to. They gotta get rid of this, uh, hammer bro. Uh, eventually what they do is, uh, uh, they like, they, let me see here. Yeah, uh, they like roll a boulder down like this land bridge, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's able to like, uh, destroy the bridge along with, and like send the hammer bro tunneling down, tumbling down, uh, on the other side of the land bridge, Luigi is crying because all the gold he collected turned into rocks. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he is sadly emptying his backpack, and it turns out that uh, somehow the star got in there, and it falls out with the rest. It uh, mm. floats down into the water, and uh, Mario and Luigi follow it. Luigi... So this is weird. They don't need mm-hmm. to breathe, but Luigi's distressed because he can't swim. And yet mm-hmm. somehow we later see that he got to like a little far side miniature desert island. So I don't know what that's about. He treaded um, water. I guess. Also, just but, uh, I don't like this whole stretch of like, okay, so they find the mushroom in a mushroom field. They find the flower in a garden. Well, they did they... find a mushroom on a mountain. Yeah, still, they, like, the idea that Luigi just the already has the point. star and we just missed it kind of sucks to me. Yeah, I agree. Luigi is a superstar. And uh, I think... I guess he could have found oh, he, it in the gold he, mine. You no, know, he he got it by doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's how he gets them. Um, but yeah, so Mario and the dog swim down into the depths, and some real good, just like fucked up creatures down here. Mm-hmm. Get, like there's a cheap cheap. It's like it starts as a manta ray, and then it unflattens itself, and then it gets really big and explodes into a bunch of smaller cheap cheeps. Yeah, yeah and there's a clam one. that uh, has a little face on its tongue. Uh, there's, like, an anglerfish. Uh, the anglerfish is just chilling out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, we get a cheap cheap that just, like, inflates and, like, yeah, it, it explodes. a bunch of little ones. Uh, but, 
uh, the stars in the clan, uh, they gotta get it out. Uh, Mario, like, Mario and, and Kibi Dongo do, like, a musical performance to attract it. Uh, and then Mario climbs inside. And, but now he's stuck inside, so Kibi Dongo has to, like, uh, tickle it to make it sneeze. Uh, you know what? Out going through this description, I, I've just, I've changed my mind. I'm with Maxi. You could write him out of this movie and nothing would change. Yes. Uh, Kiwi Dongo is such a fucking weird addition. <laughs> we, we have not gotten, we've not even gotten to like the weirdest part. Like when we get to the end of this movie, I'm oh. gonna be actually mad. And I don't, I don't like yeah, uh, No, I've been careful I not agree. to mention anything. Uh, Mm. Oh yeah, and on their way out, they uh, end up on a pirate ship that they make fly by breathing into the sail, and they get attacked by a blooper when they breach. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really big one, too. Yeah. Uh, it's, one, it's one of those giant bloopers. Mm. It's the guy from Mario Sunshine. Yeah, oh, I love Goober Blooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and guess what? It's another travel montage, though this time they're okay. on a boat instead of walking. Here's the thing. I actually really like this one. Yeah, this one's nice. It's got, like, this, uh... It's got a different song. It's got this it's like... starry background. Luigi's just, like, chillin' while Mario steers. It... There's a sense it's... of adventure and comfort to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. I feel like this sequence would be a lot better if... Even if they don't change it at all, if they just took the other ones out and, like, we just got this one right before they get to the castle. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking of what... Of how they... A slightly better version of this. And I think, like, instead of the travel montages, we get, like, more, like, cuts to Princess Peach. Sort of like how they would do in, like, a, a Paper Mario or what have you. Uh, yeah, yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they see in the distance this uh, castle on an island... Uh, which has to be King Koopa's ha- castle, uh, but so th- I don't. This is something I somehow missed the first time. But when they see it, there's this like big crescent moon with a face behind it, and Mario says, "Oh well, the guy said he was supposed to get married on the night of a full moon." And then it, like, puffs up its cheeks and turns into a red full moon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very (laughs) good. This is how blood moons happen. Uh, uh, But at this point, the ship's starting to fall apart, so that's that's a worry for them. Uh, Can I say... Yeah? Yes? We we see the actual, like, marriage ceremony that Bowser is hosting Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, we get like some world building, and like it's a little, it's a little funky. Yeah, like there, there's it, a big bonfire, and the uh, priest, I guess, has like 
a pair of maracas that he's richly shaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is something that they hinted at earlier, but it, they are called the Koopa Clan instead of the Koopa Kingdom, so it really feels like they're trying to characterize them as, like, the savage tribe kidnapping the the Western princess, and it just kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Uh, it's, it, it does feel very, uh, I guess, hmm, I feel like if I had described this to an actual group, it would be incredibly offensive. So I'm just going to say, it feels very 19th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can see that. Uh, so, Peach is, uh, get, getting makeup. Uh, they're doing a terrible job at it. They give her, like, these big red cheeks. Uh, she gets a hat. She gets a fancy crown that looks like a butt. Uh, I do like this Koopa that's just, like, giving her the makeup. He looks different from the others. He's got, like, a bowl cut and a different color palette. And when you say a bowl Uh, cut, that means he's the only one aside from Bowser to have hair. That's true. That's incredibly true. Uh, so, around, so like, Peach is talking about I, how I've waited for this day. Oh, how I've waited, but it's not about getting married. It's about Mario showing up to rescue them. Uh, Bowser is like so mad because he was getting really excited. It's, mm-hmm. this this poor guy. I I love this person, this version of Bowser, uh, which is to say I love Bowser, uh, Bowser DM. Uh, so they get shot down, but they're able to land in the castle. Uh, we also see like those Goombas from before, and how they've been like trying to like get how they've been working with uh, King Koopa to. Uh, to uh, get the, to uh, stop the Mario brothers and capture them. Uh, uh, so Mario and Luigi start running. Uh, we get like these two D platformer sections. Uh, yeah, honestly, this is something else. I think they could have replaced the walking montages with, and it would have been at least cute. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Uh, so, uh, event, they, like, go through some, like, clock tower wheels, and eventually they end up, uh, over a big lake of fire, uh, and the Koopa, the Goombas are, are, like, on this little disco ball that can, like, they can pull switches on it and... Uh, set up platforming challenges for Mario. Hey, speaking of pull switches, uh, they do have arms. They have arms now. It's very disconcerting. I did not uh, notice that. In my brain, I was just like, oh, they're probably pulling them with, like, their feet or their mouths or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's uh, grotesque. <laughs> they don't have it in any other theme. They just have them yeah, here. Yeah, because it really feels like the animators realized, wait, we wrote that they pull switches, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 
Luigi is still mining for coins. Luigi is playing Minecraft while Mario is playing Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and he uh, hits an aquifer, and uh, the whole castle, I guess, just floods? Yeah. Uh, it, like, floods the castle, it puts out the fire, and just turns it into a nice warm bath. Uh, and, uh, uh, the whole castle just ends up falling apart because Luigi broke, uh, broke some load-bearing bricks or something. Uh, uh, so... With the <laughs> Bowser <platform>. House? <laughs> yes, this is Bowser House. Uh, he, he, Luigi... melted the, he melted the vinyl siding with his breath! Mm-hmm. Oh, now I uh, do want to <laughs> say... I think this big lava room, I'm choosing to believe this is Bowser's tub. Like, he like we see in Mario Sunshine, he likes a hot tub. I think he just, like, hangs out in this lava pool when, uh, when he's not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, uh, some insul- Uh, Luigi got into the insulation under the stairs, uh- uh, and, yeah, the whole castle falls apart, so Mario's gotta fight Bowser, and he's gotta get all three power-ups, along with some delicious Mario rice seasoning. Uh, and, uh, like, Mario's able to consume two out of three of them, but the star, like, gets away from him. Uh, 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 Peach is like begging him not to uh kill Mario. And Oh we do she We even, did miss a good yeah. gag where uh Bowser gives her the engagement ring oh, and it's, uh, and it's, it's way, way too, too big. big for her arm. Like it's a little mm-hmm. smaller than one of his fingers, but on her it is like she couldn't even wear it as a belt. Yeah. Uh, he he says, well, if it's like a bracelet, that shows I love you even more. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, cute Bowser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, uh, Mario's gotta get the star. Uh, thankfully, uh, Luigi dug it up. Uh, and also Bowser is, like, saying, you know, if I don't kill Mario and let you marry me, then he could be a threat later. So yeah, because he he did decision. eat two of the power ups. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, it ends up a moot point. Mo- Luigi feeds the star to Mario, uh, and mm-hmm. again, like in a classic Popeye cartoon, uh, he he has had the spinach now. So like Bowser tries to crush them both underfoot, but then Mario just uh, he d- he does do the so long gay Bowser here. <laughs> he does do that. I think this is the first appearance of Mario doing that to Bowser. So this Mm. is pure speculation, but I feel like Miyamoto saw this and liked it. Maybe. Could be. I believe it. Uh, uh, So, after uh, Gay Bowser is so longed, uh, uh, the whole kingdom returns to normal. Yeah, it turns out that, like, this is where Peach's castle normally is, and he just, like, mm-hmm. vanished it or whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, Mario gives her back her necklace from the start of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, And she talks about how someday a wonderful prince with the same necklace will appear. And wait a minute, they had one just like that back at the shop. Uh, Mario's gonna go get that necklace. Uh, hey, remember the fucking weird dog that's just in this movie? Uh, he's a beautiful prince. Beautiful you... Prince Haru of the Flower Kingdom. <laughs> what, what in... <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> like, listen, like, mm, like, I... I don't even mind the idea of making things a bit bittersweet, like Mario doesn't end up getting together with the princess, even though he's very clearly smitten with her, but, like, this is such a stupid way to do it. You One, you didn't need to put this character in the movie at all. Why did you... <laughs> what the fuck? And, th- and this has never come up until now, so it's not, like, a twist. It's just, like... Honestly, I think it would be... The the, the dog was a prince. I think it would have been a better twist if no dog, and then, like, at this point in the movie, she just tells him, oh, I'm royalty, so I'm betrothed to this other prince, and, like, just she looks off in the distance, and maybe we see, like, a silhouette of him or something. Like, he doesn't need to be the fucking dog. Uh, but Mario's okay with this because her happiness is his happiness. Uh, fuck yeah, he's proud to be a cock. He should- (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Another thing they could have done, those those toad girls were calling him cute. Why not just, uh, hit one of them up on the way out? Yeah, yeah, just, just get that rebound. <laughs> uh, the, the hermit shows up again, remember him? Uh, and yeah. he, he's here to tell us that the real power-up is the friends we made along the way. Wow, that's so beautiful. Uh, but Mario and Luigi head off, and the credits play. Uh, uh, and they're, like, walking away, the credits are playing, and uh, we get a little post credit scene, uh, where, uh, the old lady from the, from the start of the movie is, like, getting another grocery order, and who would you expect to see at the grocery store but, uh, King Koopa and his minions running it? Why are they here? I don't know why they're here. <laughs> it's funny to see it, but... <laughs> I, I, it just feels like they're, it feels like they had this idea and then they were like, should we like write a punchline? It's like, eh. That mm. that's the whole joke. There, yeah. it's it's Bowser is there. It's yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I I guess it's better than no stinger. Uh, and the game, the movie ends with a game over screen. I uh, do like that. I just I feel like uh, they should have done anything to like, even if they just had him look at the camera and be like. Well, nothing better to do now. Like, just anything, because it's almost a good joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it's a living. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, how are we going to, uh, rate this film? Uh, well, first off, actually, 
uh, just so you know, uh, the way we rank these films is by adaptation quality and by standalone film quality. Uh, adaptation doesn't strictly mean this, this, and this happened. It means, do I get the sort of vibe that I, the same sort of vibe from, uh, the movie as I do from, uh, the, uh, game. Uh. So, this is something I was alluding to earlier, but I feel like more than this being an adaptation of the game, it feels like this and the game are both adaptations of the Mario lore bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh... I think as I'm an adaptation... Say... No, go ahead. Uh, I think this is a pretty... Ac- I think this does more or less aim for the sort of fantastical nature that was being aimed for with the game. And I do think it does manage that by being a film a little better than uh, it does by being a game. But So I'm going to give this like a 4 out of 5 for adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as quality of the film goes, uh, I'm, you know, originally I was going to give it a 4 out of 5. Uh, I think it's overall enjoyable and nice to look at, but, like, I think it's held back by pacing issues and, like, the, uh, the, the product placement always, both times feels very out of left field. Uh, and, like, after talking about you guys with, like, certain decisions made and, like, how weird the ending is, I think I'm lowering it to a three out of five. Uh... I think four out of five adaptation, three out of five movie is also where I'd go for it. Like, it, it's not bad, and I don't feel like I wasted my time, but at the same time, you know, it, there are better movies you could watch, there are better shows you could watch. It does seem like the sort of thing where, well, probably a younger audience would enjoy it a lot. You could, like, pop this on yeah. for an hour while you make dinner for your kid, and it'd work. Yeah. I, I think, I think if I had watched this as, like, an eight-year-old, I would have loved it. Uh, Sky, do you have a rating? Yeah, I would just agree with your rating and say, you know, it's it's a lot like a cup of instant ramen, you know, it tastes pretty good, but it's forgettable and not much of substance. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, so, with, with that established, uh, let's Let's, uh, open up, uh, the Ask the, uh, Mailbag channel. Uh, if you want to send in a question, you can either send it in in response to one of our Ask tweets, uh, that we set up every month, or you can send it in response to, uh, to, you can send it in our Discord, which is linked in the episode descriptions and the Twitter itself. By the way, our Twitter is at VGTMTP. Uh, I am looking at this, like, VHS cover art, and I do like, uh, how the prince looks like in this one. He looks a little more goofy. I wish he had looked like this. Yeah, also, same Uh, with the toads, who are just, like, these little round blobs. They look a lot more mm -hmm. like mushrooms for their simpler designs here. Yeah. Uh, makes me think of, like, the, uh... Cappies in the Kirby anime. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah, that that's those are that's some A tier uh 
some S tier uh, generic townsfolk designs. I will say it drives uh, me up a wall that they're like, okay, we're gonna have the cappies, right? But we're not gonna let them keep their mushroom caps? Like, yeah. why even use them at that point? Right. It, it is interesting to think about. Uh, but for now, uh, let's see. Uh, I'll go over the Twitter questions first. We've got three. Well, technically we've got five, but... Let's get right into it. So, our first question comes in from, uh, at Chumpersonable. Uh, hey there, Holly. Uh, she asks, what's your favorite early franchise weirdness in video game series? Or favorite new characters added by adaptations that just did not have anything to work with? So, I know exactly my answer for the first one. It's Fallout 1. There's all these, like, weird little bits and details you can find in Fallout 1 where they're just trying to figure out how to make their post-apocalyptic setting work. Like, there's, like, references to, like, this religion that, uh, the people of Shady Shands, Shady Sands follow. Uh, and, like, uh, like, we, the vaults aren't quite the, uh, experiment vaults as we saw in, uh, later installments that's my favorite early franchise weirdness. Uh, uh, as far as new characters added by adaptations, I'm sure there's something, but it's nothing's immediately coming to mind. Uh, I'll I'll move this on to whoever wants to go next. I, I think uh, one of the things that fascinates me most um, is. I don't. I don't know if they've necessarily stopped doing this entirely, but they definitely don't do it as much. Um, in early Pokemon, they'd sometimes just have like normal animals in there, or imply mm-hmm. the existence of normal animals in addition to the Pokemon. And I feel like you can't really do that now because they built up a whole ecosystem, and it would feel fucking weird. Yeah. Since I was also thinking about Pokemon, I'll just mention here. It feels like with just the first Pokemon game, they're trying to imply that, you know, it's the future version of, like, a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Quest world, so, you know, it's still about monsters and potions. Boy, they don't really do anything else with that. Like, there's never a wizard. There's never a... You know? I mean, Alakazam is sort of a wizard, isn't it? I get, you know true. what I mean, though. Like no one has. I, an RPG I do know what class. you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually now that you've mentioned it. Um, one thing I love about one thing that I find interesting with early Pokemon is like, in addition to real animals, like references to like real places, like the whole like uh jur- set of journals about how Mewtwo was made reference like South America. Uh, instead of, like, some Pokemon region, which, uh... Also, Lieutenant Surge is just straight-up American, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's something. Uh, either of you read that Pokemon manga that, like, similar to this, was only based on the first game? No. I've heard of it, but I've never read it. So, in that, Lieutenant Surge turns out to be not just a bad guy, but explicitly working for Team Rocket. Oh. 
That's really interesting. I love that. Like, speaking of Team Rocket, the the best characters to be added to any video game adaptation are Team Rocket, Jesse James, and yeah, Mouth. yeah, it's got to be Team Rocket. Oh, I didn't even Those, think of them, iconic. but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, next question from at Casey Cosmos. Oh, I I uh, wanted to talk about oh, some of those. You got something more uh, yeah, so as a minor example of early franchise weirdness, I do really like how in Mother One, if you uh make a wrong move, you can permanently give your character asthma. That just sucks in in such a funny way. I I I, I fucking I forgot Wait, I actually didn't know that was an optional thing. I thought that was just in the game. That's really interesting. Uh, I'll have to look more into that. Yeah, and um, uh, for the second question, it's not an official adaptation, but uh, if anyone out there is familiar with the Proto-Men, I think the addition of Joe as the guy the Sniper Joes are based on is a really fun idea. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, oh, fuck. Now I'm thinking about uh, adaptation exclusive characters, and I am thinking of specifically, like, the ones that are in, like, uh, Ian Flynn Sonic comics, like uh, Tangle, Whisper, mm-hmm. uh, Surge. Like, or a uh, Quake Woman uh, from his Mega Man comics is also really good. Hang yeah, on, hang yeah. on, hang on. What? I, mean, I gotta look this up. Quake Woman. I've heard of her, but I haven't looked her up before. Oh, she rules! I love her! Yeah, so her deal mm. is, like, asking, you know, like, actual sci-fi questions about AI, where uh, she goes through a traumatic event, her creator turns her emotions off, regrets it and turns them back on and they're both just sitting with that when the series establishes Mm -hmm. them i think it's really interesting i'd really recommend ian flynn's Mega Man run especially now that it's uh probably never going to be continued right right yeah i i agree with that i i gotta read those comics someday i fucking love his, his sonic comics from the time and I was going to say my favorite example from that is probably uh, Clove the Pronghorn. Uh, Clove and Cassia are like these two characters that I I don't want to get into it. It's a little complicated. So uh, I'll move on to the next question. Uh, so uh, Casey Cosmos asks, What color is your plumber suit and or princess dress to distinguish yourself from other Mario characters? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I would not not to be too much of a stereotype, but I feel like you can't go wrong with uh, red and black plaid checks. Oh, that's that's great. Uh, yeah. So hmm. I've been sitting on this one uh, since it's been sent in, and I mean, my short answer is just all the good colors are taken. That's that's true. That's why I'm having trouble thinking but, of this. Uh, you you got to go for like a really bad. Go for like a khaki dress or like camo overalls. No, no, hear me out. 
So my idea was it would be the same, like, shade of light blue as Rosalina, but I think the dress itself would have trim around it that looks like clouds. Oh, I like and that. my oh. plumber form would, like, look like Cloud Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking... I'm thinking, like, a sort of, like... Hmm... I can't think of a good answer, so I'll think of a joke answer. Uh, it's going to be uh, black and pink, mi- missing Fizzy. textures. Uh, let's see. Uh, our next question, uh, from also from Casey. Uh, what's your advantage and trade-off on the character selection screen? Uh... Uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, uh, I'm slower, but I can do more damage. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I would also be slower, but do more damage. Mm-hmm. Maybe I take more damage, uh, but I have more MP. Right. Uh. Sky, you got one? Uh, you know, yeah, since you're leaning into, like, uh, RPG advantages, I think, I think I would be like Jeff Earthbound, and, like, I'd have a bunch of special items, but I can't use magic. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, what unconnected game would you like to do a Doki Doki Panic to? And make it to a canon Mario game. By the way, did you know that Super Mario Brothers 2 is actually Doki Doki Panic? Oh, is that why Doki Doki shows up in the lyrics to one of these songs? Could be. Makes you think. But I do want to mention, uh, so that's become pretty common knowledge, but it's a double turnaround. Because Doki Doki uh-huh. Panic, originally when they were just making the engine, it was an idea for a version of Mario 2, but... They didn't like it as much, and this other company wanted to license their shit to Nintendo, so they're like, "Wait, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll take this Mario Two engine and we'll make it into Doki Doki Panic." Oh my god, that's so great. the whole time it so, goes both ways. Doki Doki Panic with Super Mario Brothers Two. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. Uh, anyway, my answer is um. Crusader Kings. Uh, is it <laughs> Crusader I, Kings Mario? I yeah, love no, that. Just, uh, you know, as Peach, plot to assassinate Bowser Jr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can get some mileage out of that. Oh, I was yes. specifically thinking Nintendo games, so my pitch was going to be uh, just give Kirby controls to one of the characters. We'll say Poochie hmm. swallows one of the pea balloons or something, and that's why he can do that now. Sure. Uh, hmm. Let me think. What would be really funny? I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking just a Wario game, but Wario has a gun and it's <laughs> Doom. Okay. Whenever he does a glory kill, it just makes a bunch of coins pop out. Yeah. He's like, he's not, he's like, instead of like, gory stuff, it's like, 
cartoon like beat people up stuff like punch like punching a punching someone and like you can see the fist on the other side or uh he like like smashes an anvil on someone's head stuff like that uh uh mike channels lightning at mike loves rabbit asks why is this literally the same as the live action mario movie and i do think we went over this it's because this is the mario super mario brothers instruction book i will say in some ways i i think it's the opposite side of the coin to the mario movie i think a lot of people when they imagine when they say oh the live action movie sucks because it's it's nothing like the games what they're imagining is this Hmm. interesting and, and it turns out that the live action movie has like a lot more personality because of that imo yeah yeah it does i i think i do like the live action movie a little more i like this but it's but it it doesn't have the same sort of character i guess uh, I will say I like grocery store Luigi more than uh conspiracy theory Luigi, but that's like oh, the John only thing I would give this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I also like Bob Hoskins Mario a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. You know, I'll say I think I... Bob Hoskins better casting than Danny DeVito. Yeah. Danny I... sorry, Danny DeVito? Oh. That's a tough one, but I kind of agree with it. The fact Bob Hoskins is able to do any impression really well. I fucking love that dude. Uh, may he rest in peace. He, he was a British guy doing a pitch perfect uh, he Brooklyn was accent. British? Yes. Huh. Never knew that. Yeah. Uh, he's also like he just. I don't think he was, like, professionally trained. He just got into acting because he thought it would be fun. I fucking love that dude. Good for uh, him. Rest in peace. You deserved better oh. than being in that Mario movie, though. If if half the stories I've heard are true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, our last question comes from the Discord. Kitty Cat Herder asks... Which video game husband slash wife slash spouse would you risk it all for to jump into their world and rescue them? Husband, Leif Bug Fables. Wife, Ronnie Elden Ring. Next question. Hmm. Uh, let me think. Uh, as far as... I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm, it's like so many options are appearing in my head that now no options are appearing in my head. So I'm just gonna look at some video games. If Sky, do you have any? Uh, I mean, this feels like a cheap answer, but honestly, like any of the Mario princesses, that is a good pick. Uh, hmm. Okay, I'm looking at some video games, and I am going to say, uh, Kim Kitsuragi. Okay, yeah, no, that's a good is pick. that guy a husband? I haven't played those. <laughs> I haven't played he, that game. You know. Yeah. In the popular imagination. Yes. I always, I always think of that, of that like shot from like some new segment where like the person like coming in over like, uh, Skype or, uh, uh, Zoom or whatever just has like a framed photo of Kim Kitsuragi in the background. Uh, 
So yeah, it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be Kim Kitsuragi. Uh Alright. So uh Oh! Oh fuck! I'm gonna also double dip with Bug Fables. It's Kabu. I would do anything for him. Good choice. Uh, uh, you know so... what? Just to round it out, then, I would say uh, Bianca from Bug Fables. Queen of all bees. Oh, now that's that's a perfect choice. Oh. Uh, but that's it for questions. Uh, Maxi, what, what video game movie do you want to cover next month? I have no fucking idea. Um, I've got a couple. I I've been meaning I've been wanting to like do another Resident Evil, bring okay. Morgan back on for it. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Uh next month, uh I think it's Retribution or Apocalypse. Uh it's I don't remember the uh title order, but We will figure Resident out what Evil. the second one is, yeah. Yeah. Res- yeah, uh, so, oh, here it is. It's, uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's, that's everything. So why don't we take it to plugs? Sure uh, thing. Uh, my name's Maxi. You can find me at Max Knightley. That's M-A-X-K-N-I-G-H-T-L-E-Y on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, I have a podcast with my boyfriend, Zach, where we where we uh, watch the sitcom MASH. You can find that at Draining the Swamp. Uh, that's draining-the-swamp.pinecast.co. Uh, and you can also find me on Eidolon Playtest, an actual play podcast uh, centered around cool psychic battles and whatnot. Uh, we're currently doing a series of short interludes before we move on to Season 3. All right. Uh, Sky, where can we find you? Uh, you could find me on a podcast with uh, my girlfriend and a few of her friends, Half Ronma Therapy. We talk about mm. classic uh, genderbender anime, Ronma One Half. Aside right. from that, you could find my art at Potion Slushy on Tumblr and Twitter, and you could find my cat at rickybabyboy.tumblr.com. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, alright, uh, I'm Dan, you can find me at a lot of places, you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash big underscore challenges. From there, you can find my Twitter, at bigger challenge, you can find my YouTube channel, uh, uh, at, uh, uh, big challenges, um, I'm, uh, uploading videos for a Fallout 4 playthrough where I have just a shitload of mods enabled, uh, you can... Listen to my other podcasts, which include Pod of Greed. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. We're getting towards, uh, we're nearly done with, uh, season three of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Uh, there's like maybe five or six episodes left. Uh, you can, uh, we're also doing this Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament called the Cup of Greed. Uh, uh, if, I don't know when this will go up, maybe it'll be too late, but, uh, you should sign up and see if you can, uh, play, Yu- play Yu-Gi-Oh! with us. Uh, you can listen to The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Uh, this, uh, uh, we actually, uh, recently, re- 
recorded an episode on the second uh, Sonic the Hedgehog film that came out a few months. It came out last month. Uh, and uh, that'll, that should be up by the time you hear this. Uh, you can listen to uh, my finished podcast, Chill Bleed About Ill Bleed. My inactive podcast, Stranger's Fiction, which is an actual play. And last but not least, you can visit at Xbox underscore holiday, where Esther celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, May's kind of a slow month, but uh, I'll say happy Piccolo Day, Xbox. Uh, happy May Day, Xbox. Happy May Day. We are so far past both of those. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Happy first uh, day in a while that I could bear going outside, Xbox. Uh, alright. Uh, and we are, uh, on Twitter, at VGTMTP. Uh, from there you can find our Discord. Uh, and also you can find us on Noisepace.xyz. Uh, Noisepace.xyz is a podcast network. It's got loads and loads of good shows. Uh, I want to, uh, shout out, uh, Zero to Zero, uh, which recently started covering, uh, the watch, the Watchmen film, uh, and, uh, let's see, Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks, uh, where they, uh, review snacks. It's, it's a fun concept. Uh, want to give a shout out to Wow Cool Robot, a Gundam podcast. I'm going to be on that in a couple months from now. Uh, and uh Kamarocho Radio, they're they just finished talking about Yakuza 3. Uh yeah, uh that's it for now. Uh so until next time, uh This ain't no game. <laughs> Mirai